Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Come and join us anytime on the uh, Temperate Bedshed uh, text line at 0487 736 736. Of course, Bedshed experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Uh, check the range of temper products in store. Visit bedshed.com.au. All the Scarborough Toyota open line 13 12 55. Hags, I need to mention this. Double demerits apply from midnight Thursday until midnight Monday for drink or drug driving, not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. So just take note of that because we're heading into a WA Day long weekend. Now, looking about the WAFL, Elliot Yo Dom Sheed return against East Perth. East Perth won by 78 points. Uh, the Eagles did kick the first two goals of that waffle match. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of a vested interest uh, following it, but naturally being a supporter of the other side. But after that, they went to sleep, basically, and uh, and that was it. I, and you'd have to be a little bit concerned with how the AFL players were handled in terms of how it then affects that waffle team. Elliot Yo played 50 minutes. Nine possessions. And, and off a half-back flank and didn't look all that keen to be out there and played in about four 12-minute blocks. But then at half-time gets sent to do run-throughs around the boundary, still wearing his waffle team jumper. But it extended into the third quarter that Elliot Yo continued doing runs around the boundary with the, while the game's going on. So who is well, responsible for the integrity for that? of the waffle to allow that to happen? And why would while West, the game's on? Why would West Coast fitness and conditioning staff be so unprofessional to put him out there, be yelling at him about his intensity, telling him that's a good one, you can settle off, pull back. Now, now that's enough. So fifteen minutes into so the so where was it conducted at least around the boundary? Around the boundary, initially in front of the grandstand. And, doing and his the clubhouse there. At, the, uh, at the technical school end in that pocket and around behind the yeah, goals. okay. And, and then around more the outer side on that outer right half forward flank underneath the old parking mm, uh, mm. ground. It, it just, it reeked of desperation, amateurism, and it, was, it lacked integrity on the waffle. Someone at, in charge of the waffle at the WA Footy Commission should actually reprimand West Coast for that. He had his jumper on running around the boundary. So it could have easily have been some misrepresentation of who's out across mm. the boundary. He could yeah, have run into call. a boundary umpire. I know there's a lot of ifs and buts in this, yeah. but to me, why was he even doing that? If he's involved in the game and at half time after his 50 minutes, Elliot Yo hasn't exuded himself enough, give him another 15 or 20 minutes in the game, mm. please. Mm. Mm. He hasn't touched the football for six weeks at game level. He's on his way back. You want to find out if if he's ready to play AFL football, we'll play him football, not run around the boundary. And at worst, if he was only going to do some running, get him to Lake Munger where there's a big parkland there and do some fartlek running through here. Yeah. It, it just – there are so many things happening at West Coast that's that crazy. are really alarming. Yeah, that's crazy. It is amateurism. And that one would have been called perhaps And by, how, how would the player have felt? He, he I'd, didn't love to, want to, I'd love to have seen his body language. His body language was horrendous. He did not want to even play the game, let alone do all this running. And and I, I don't think Elliot Yo will be playing this week. Converse to what we're saying about Nat Fife, we're hearing uh, strong information that Nathan Fife is making a comeback straight into the AFL level. They're not going to run him through Peel mm. at the waffle level. Play off a wing to try and prevent a little bit of that hustle and bustle around his shoulder and his body, his first game back, Nathan Fife. Elliot, you know, I don't think he's ready to go back into the AFL scene, and nor is Dom Sheed. Dom Sheed played 80 minutes with West Coast Reserves team on Saturday. 
still struggled, hobbled, and was very sore yesterday morning at recovery. Mm -hmm. But none of the coaches will know that because they weren't there. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I didn't know about that run through. That's interesting. Uh, Kim Hagdon just uh, highlighting that. Elliot Yo. All right, let's have a look, uh, Kim. Uh, as I said, zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. We'll get to some texts in a moment. The other wash up on the weekend. Yeah. Um, certainly, the Gold Coast Suns uh, continue to win uh, another win against uh, you know quality opposition. But the other club that is struggling, and we wonder what eventuates this week. Of course. Is North Melbourne, and I said well, to they you, they play Gold Coast. Yeah, and yeah. I and I'm up, I said, in da- up in Darwin. Yeah, and I said to you before we came on, I don't think I remember in all the years that we've been covering collectively the AFL, where we've seen two clubs that have been such a train wreck at the bottom of the AFL ladder, sitting in the bottom two places with one oh, win look, and think, ten draws. I think we've seen no where two clubs. Yeah, we, we've had Gold Coast and North Melbourne, Adelaide for a little while. You, but not to the degree of what we've seen this I year. Think, but I think the real su- surprise out of all this, Peter, and, and is what is just unfathomable is that West Coast is amongst this argument. But also the dialogue that's coming out of North Melbourne. Have a listen to David Noble talking about all this external noise because I tell you what – it is massive. It's 10 decibels. It's deep purple concert type stuff, <laughs> the external noise. A lot of spotlight on the club in the last week. Yep. Did that, does that sort of noise have any impact on the, on the playing group coming into the game? I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, from the Thursday, we probably had our best training session for a long time. Um, our guys were really engaged in, you know, our game plan, what we wanted to do today. I thought their activity, um, you know, before the game and their preparation was really sound. So I, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I know internally, you know, probably more from Ben and Sonia um, and Dan, you know, there's a lot of emotional energy that you use to sort of work out, you know, what's going on with the noise externally. Um, but internally, I think we were we were pretty good. Mm. Well, he's got to say that. Eh? He's got to say that because it's on his head, David Noble. He's he's the coach. He's they lost also... by 53 points, by the way. Well, well they, they, they weren't too bad in the first half. They were there and there about the place. But St Kilda is, is, is the real deal. I know they only beat North the other day by 53 points, but there's something about St Kilda that will challenge, like I've said earlier on. I Peter. like them. I yeah. like St Kilda. But I think everything has to be right. They have to have a good day out if they're going to be a serious contender to the genuine front runners for this year's premiership. If they're going to really seriously challenge, you know, Melbourne and Brisbane and Fremantle. I know they beat Fremantle in round two. Uh, but if, if if they're going to really – so Melbourne, Brisbane, Fremantle, Geelong, Sydney Bulldogs, you know, mm. is St Kilda going to be able to beat them, those sides regularly? That They'd need – their absolute best playing and best ball use and slick ball use and slick ball movement at Marvel. That's where they're going to play their best and most dangerous footy. The, the use of Sinclair and Brad Hill as and they've had seventy possessions between them, those two from halfback flanks and set up so much. And, and I thought they were both contenders. In fact, I thought they were probably the best two on the ground. Uh, and the like Sinclair, Brad Hill, Jade Gresham. Uh, and, and or even Seb Ross, they move the ball really quickly. And then if Max King has a day out, it's a big if because he's a kid that age at 20 going to be able to have a huge final of some kind against a Stephen May, for instance, or an Alex Pierce at his best. Um, you'd have to 
put a big question mark on it. But St Kilda's about the place north. David Noble's delusional, Peter. He's a dead man walking. He has to talk that up because only last week even the chief executive said David Noble's the right yeah. man and everything's going smoothly. Yeah. Okay, another text here, Lisa. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, just regarding Fife, uh, he's not God and he needs to come back through the WAFL and not be allowed to pick and choose what position he wants to play. Why disrupt the side when it's up and about and they have done it without Fife? And if and when he comes back, you'll be uh, peed off if, of course, uh, the players maybe uh, become a bit alienated. Now, Kim mentioned earlier, as he said, he will play this week here at Optus Stadium in the blockbuster game of the round uh, in the weekend against Brisbane and will start on a wing. How that evolved so, during the course of the game remains to be seen. Oh, well, yeah. We but have whose to, spot does he take? Well, straight away. I mean, uh, Walker, Collier. Walker's more of a defender, isn't he? I wouldn't he? Collier. take Collier. Collier's played well here at Optus Stadium in the games that he's played here. He's offered something with his speed, and he's good. He kicks a couple of goals here and there. Banfield, perhaps... But I oh, know he's under the sub, but... But he'd be pretty unlucky too. I yeah, think. but but to get Fife in, and if he does play off a wing, Walker started with... Walker was out there. Darcy Tucker, who only went into the side. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought he was... I was surprised he went out. But Tucker, Walker, Collier for a start. Tabernet also out. Logue stays in. Fife could play off a wing, half forward flank. There, yeah. There's ways that... Nathan Five gets into that team without putting too many noses out of joint, uh, Lisa, for mine. Uh, but one way or another, like it or not, uh, I, I, he's not going back through the waffle, yet a lot of top analysts and football experts have called for Nathan Five to play some waffle. He hasn't played all year, hardly has even trained in terms of serious match simulation, but he is Nathan Five at 31 years of age, 202 games, an absolute superstar of the competition. Surely he knows how to look after himself. However, if I was involved at Brisbane, I'd be picking number five, Robinson. <laughs> to go at to him? To play off the wing. To play off a wing. All and Jared right. Berry has tagged Nathan Fife before very effectively. It's a few years back, but he went on to him at half time in one match here at the stadium mm. and outplayed Nathan Fife. Berry was a surprise move by Brisbane to play on a wing at the weekend and was second best on Grant and uh, Lachlan Neal. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, we've got, uh, we're going to also bring you up to date with uh, one of the West Coast Eagles all-time greats. Uh, you probably heard the news during the course of the day regarding Peter Matera. And also we need to touch on what was the big game of the weekend in more ways than one because of the 80,000 that went to the MCG. The old rivalry oh, was, was back. Was it was ripple, great to see it? Carlton and Collingwood will touch on that uh, just uh, after the Carlton break. Carlton a genuine top four chance? Oh, I reckon uh, there was a few chinks uh, exposed yesterday for mine. Uh, it's 14 to 6 here on Drive with Peter Vlahos.